Welcome to this podcast from Mess to Miracle. Christianity plays a huge role in the fabric of our lives. To be honest, life is messy. Yet in the midst of the mess, God still uses us. The fact that God does is a miracle. This podcast is designed to inspire you in your walk with God and connect you with people and ministries that could be a blessing in your life. You will hear inspiring stories of believers exercising their faith to create miracles in their community. Welcome to From Mess to Miracle. Welcome. Today, my guest is Eric Allen, and we get the chance to talk about some of my favorite topics, faith and wrestling. <laughs> and so uh, it's a cool to have him on. Eric uh, has a cool podcast, um, talks about MMA, one of the top rated shows in the Northwest. He also has another podcast called The Eric Allen Show. Um, I have him on because I really love his story about, you know, kind of how God uh, took him from a difficult situation and how he found the Holy Spirit and how he moved in that and how he's now taking that time to really pour into the lives of other people. And uh, he helps support veterans and my son's in the army. So I really is a soft spot in my heart. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking to Eric. He's been married for, he just told me 16 years and he has two children. They live in Northern Idaho. Um, and he's humble and has a humble and blessed life. He says, and he loves to kind of help people to break the cycles that have been handed down to them of addictions, depression, and abuse. So we're so glad to have Eric on the show. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing amazing, Keith. Thank you so much for this opportunity to be on your show, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you to your son for his service too, man. I, I yeah. really, really appreciate him being out there and fighting for my freedom on a daily basis. It, it was, it, to me, it was such a, a moving thing. I'd never, my, we never had, and he's the first army person, military person in our family. Wow. Um, so it's, it was cool to go and to see him and all the other soldiers walk through that smoke in South Carolina for their graduation after basic training. And it's like, there wasn't a dry eye in the house as we watched these, these young, brave men and women say, we want to commit our lives to defend our freedom. And so I, I've been so honored just to be able to, to learn more about that and come alongside. And so I thank you for helping support the veterans because I think that what they do is phenomenal for us. And it's, just Absolutely. Like, it's a rare breed that actually get to serve in that capacity. So yeah, thank you for that. Yep. So I want to kind of dive in with something. Um, I always kind of like to ask my guests, what's the best advice you've ever received? I, you know, and I came across this advice just in the last probably three years. I came across a guy named Ed Milet online. And something that him and Tony Robbins say a lot is life happens for us, not to us. Well, that's interesting. And once I let that sink in, I realize that my past doesn't define my future but I can use my past to help others that have gone through that and help them to kind of see the, the, the bright side of things, hopefully, right? And encourage them to, to not let that weigh them down. Yeah, I think that's so critical because we can be, we can either look at our past as jumping off point of where God's leading us, or we can let the past hold us back for what yeah. God has in mind for us. So I love how you talk about that. That's great. What, tell us something about yourself that maybe most people don't know. So here's a chance for you to kind of reveal the secret that maybe other people don't know yet. Yeah. Well, one thing that I do that's probably pretty rare, not many people are as crazy as I am, but I wake up at 4 a.m. six days a week. And when I wake up, I have two wins right out of the way. 
one, I, if I, if I open my eyes, God's g- giving me another day to just be blessed. So that's win number one. And then I make my bed. So there's two wins in 15 seconds that I see myself every single day. I'm like, yep, there's two wins right there. And then I come up and I spend time in prayer, turn on some worship, get encouraged by a podcast or jump into a clubhouse room or uh, watch a YouTube motivational video or something like that. You know, while I have worship going on and like I said, spending time in that prayer. But I think the the rare thing that most people don't know about me, 4 a.m., six days a week. And, and that's really just so I can build myself up in regards to mindset, you know, focus on my mindset, focus on uh, strengthening my business, uh, getting motivated and encouraged by other people, uh, other people that I follow out there. So you get up on purpose at four o'clock. You don't, this doesn't just, this is not chance. You actually are trying to do that. Actually get up at 4 a.m. Yeah. And Sundays I do not set an alarm, but I'm typically up by about 4.30 to 5. So I'm curious, when you say you listen to praise uh, worship music, what do you listen to? I mean, because I have my favorites, but what's your favorite? I'm just kind of curious. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Hillsong, but oh, okay. I have um, an Apple playlist and it probably has four days worth of worship songs on there that I've just slowly kind of built up over the years. And so when I get up to the office, I hit shuffle on that thing. And sometimes it's the live hill song. Sometimes it's elevation music. You know, sometimes um, it's random guys like um, Jeremy Camp singing. And so once that song comes on, it's like I don't ever pick the song. I let God go, all right, here's the song for you today. And that's kind of how I see it. And And so while I'm in prayer, I'm just really focusing on him, but that particular song could have some sort of meaning for me that day. And so um, that's how I, that's why I listen to my worship. That's cool. I, I find out that God sometimes in those moments, like you said, has some amazing things to tell you and remind yeah. you and get your day. That's, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing. I, I saw your video on YouTube. And I just had to say, you have a very compelling story. Thank you. Can you kind of share with us a little bit about how your life and how you ended up where you are now? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I grew up in Eastern Washington. I thought it was kind of the typical household. I went to Sunday school, uh, you know, with my family as a young kid, but I would always skip out and go hang out in the bathrooms. You know, I'd have my GI Joes playing in the bathroom. I just never went back for some reason. They never like chose people to like, go look for kids that were missing back then, I guess. You know, so grew up going to Sunday school there and which is, yeah. which is in a way rather frightening. You think right? Yeah. I mean, I was, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then I just go to the bathroom and play GI Joes till the end of Sunday school. And, and then my parents would pick me up and it's like, you know, you know, looking back, I'm like, man, I would be really ticked off if I was, if I was the parents of that one. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, played Little League. My parents were married. And then when I was 11 years old, they decided to get a divorce. I never saw it coming. I didn't know what was going on. And when they got a divorce, they both got together with somebody pretty quickly afterwards. And my mom got together with a man who was an alcoholic, but not only an alcoholic, but an abusive alcoholic. So I remember being in in my eighth grade year, um, seventh grade year around that time and watching them argue and he would hit her. And I, that was the first time I'd ever even seen that happen. And I remember being so scared as an 10, 11 year old kid. I mean, excuse me, an 11, 12 year old kid at that time. And, you know, I'd call the police. My mom would never press charges. And then in the middle of my eighth grade year, they decided to move to Montana, Stevensville, Montana, small population, 1200 people, we had five acres, beautiful property. They rented this house on the property that had three bedrooms. It was one for them, one for my sister, and they had a son together that was about a year old at the time. So they took up the three bedrooms in the house and they said, Eric, you get to live out in the garage. 
And I literally had this plastic sheet at the back of the bottom of my bed that separated my bed from the truck that pulled into the garage. And in Montana during the winters, it gets pretty dang cold, sometimes in the negatives. And I had a fireplace on that half of the garage, right? But then once that fire went out, it was pretty cold. And I remember, you know, the abuse continued over there. And there was this moment when I was 13 years old, brushing my teeth. It's about midnight. I don't even know what I was doing or, you know, I brushed my teeth about midnight and they came home arguing no different than any other night. But I felt this thing in my heart, like I really believe today, this day that it was God saying, man, you got to turn around. And so the way the house was set up was behind me was the kitchen to the pantry, to the garage where I lived or stayed. And as I peeked around the corner, I saw him on top of my mom, boom, 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 one after the other to her face. I'm like, man, I got to get this guy off. And I don't know why I'd never thought about doing that before, but in this moment, I was drawn to that. And so I went up behind him and I grabbed a cast iron pan, the heavy duty ones you'd keep, take camping with you. And I swung as, as hard as I could and I split the back of his head open. And I remember him turning around and he was mid-sentence like, what? And as he said that, I took another swing and split his forehead open. And I wow. swung so hard that second time that I actually fell over. And surprisingly, he didn't get knocked out. I think he was just so drunk or high or whatever it was. But I remember him standing over me and he was yelling and my mom popped up. She's bleeding. She lands like six punches in a row to his face. Blood splats on the wall behind him. Cops finally show up because it would take him forever to get to our place. And of course, he goes to jail for the night, but my mom never pressed charges. And so at that point, I was basically kicked out of that house. I had about three months left in my freshman year of high school at that point. So I lived with a bunch of friends' houses uh, for those last three months to finish up my freshman year of high school. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now a word from one of our sponsors, For Freedom Mobile. If you're using AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, then you're being tracked. Mobile providers collect your location, communications, internet activity, even your financial transaction. They sell that data to anyone willing to pay for it and provide it to the government without a warrant. Switch to For Freedom Mobile, and you won't ever have to worry about big tech or big brother tracking you through your mobile phone again. For Freedom Mobile provides secure, unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data for just $29.99 a month, and it includes free internet roaming in over 200 countries. Sign up for the service by visiting forfreedommobile.com and using the promo code BRIDGEBUILDERS to get your first month for only $9.99. See forfreedommobile.com for details, just like the number 4, freedommobile.com. Wow. You know, when I talk about, talk to abuse people, there is a sense of secrecy and silence yep. in the abuse. Yep. So what did you, how did you overcome that? How did you not take on some of the things that you saw? Cause that's another thing I see a lot of. Yeah. Is taking on the lessons you learned in abuse. Right. You know, it, it was like this downward spiral from that point. So I moved back to Washington to live with my dad who rented a house for me and him to live in, he'd put hunger man meals in the freezer, cereal and milk in the house and 20 bucks in a cup. And that was my lunch money for the week. And he'd re refill that every week, but he would go stay with his girlfriend. So there'd be times during my sophomore through senior high school years where I would see him maybe once or twice a month in passing, but never had a conversation. So I had no accountability for money, no accountability for school, for grades, for not to do drugs, not to be drinking. So I, when I got to Washington, 
my sophomore through senior year of high school was very filled with smoking pot before school, smoking pot at lunch, smoking pot after school, and then getting into hallucinogens where we would take acid and mushrooms. And uh, we were so desperate for hallucinogen that we'd go to the store and buy an eight ounce bottle of dextra morphine cough syrup and chug that because it would make right. you hallucinate like you were on acid. And so that was what I turned to in high school. And I was 18 years old, still a senior in high school. I got arrested for having a bong. And now it's actually legal in the state, but back then it wasn't, but I had to go to (laughs) jail. I had to like wrote, I wrote my dad a note saying, I'm going to stay at a buddy's house in case he was trying to wonder where I was at because I knew he wouldn't call. And then I went and checked myself into jail and I had a black and white chain gang outfit on bright orange slippers, scared as could be 145 pounds. And I showed up with my Bible. I didn't know God, but I knew that if I brought this Bible, maybe he would protect me from these crazy guys I'm going to be in jail with. And I was scared to death, man. And, uh, so at the end of the 24 hours, I got out, you would think I'd learned my lesson, but I didn't, I was on probation for a year. So what I did was I stopped doing drugs for a year and I started drinking heavy. And then at that point, spending a lot of money by the time I'm 21 years old, I'm $28,000 in debt and have to file bankruptcy. Wow. So what turned it around for you? I was working in the music business and, you know, doing this party scene two years, about 175 concerts, got laid off is my dream to be in the music business. So I was pretty depressed when that happened. Working at night at Starbucks, this hot, beautiful girl comes in and says, Hey, we got this college event to this church down the road. Would you be interested in coming to hang out? I'd never seen her before. Didn't know who she was, but I didn't have any friends and I was depressed and I would drink myself to sleep every night. And I thought, man, I'm going to take her up on this because it's an opportunity to have a friend. Right. I go to this college event and it ends up, I know like half of these people that are at this event that are running it, that I went to school with on the other side of the state. And it was just like this, maybe the seed that was planted from God. Right. That's interesting. And about a month later was Easter 2004. I was with a band that I was managing the night before Easter. We were out playing a gig and I woke up on Easter morning, 2004, surrounded by 15 or so guys in my buddy's basement. I was the only one awake. And I felt God in that moment say, man, you're done. And I quit cold turkey, drinking, drinking drugs, cigarettes right then and there. And I gave my life to Christ right there. And I called that girl up and I got her voicemail and I said, hey, happy Easter. Hopefully I'll see you at the store sometime. And about a month later, we were dating. A year later, we've been married. And this week we celebrate 16 years of being married. And now we're on this new legacy, this new drive to break those addictions of divorce, abuse, addiction, rejection, all of that gone now we're on this new mission to change the legacy of the Allen tribe. Wow, that's cool. So it's hard to make those changes. So, so what are some of the critical things you, as you work with people who are trying to change their life and break those cycles? Are there some key lessons you could share with them about here are some things that are really important that you try to break that cycle? Yeah, one of the big things, you have to put yourself in the right environment that will excel you in whatever it is that you want to go for. Right. So I had to call my buddies and say, Hey guys, for me personally, I got to take a break from partying. And they understood. I'm like, for me, I got to take a break. And so what I did was I started submerging myself in church events. I started requesting pastors and people that were involved in the church to meet me for coffee. I had to get uncomfortable to go and meet with them. These people I didn't know, but I kind of like randomly ran into at the church, but I knew that they were world changers and they were loving Jesus and they were Christ followers and they're changing the world. So I said, I got to go meet with that guy. I want to pick his brain. I want to tell him, you know, I'm hungry for God. How can I help? And so one, I would say, get around people that are doing what you want to do. So if you want to get sober, get around sober people. If you want to get 
you know, if you want to be involved in money, if that's your thing, right, go find people that are, are making money in a, a legitimate way. Right. Like, right. Uh, right. <laughs> right. So like, go do that and submerge yourself in books. I was so hungry for God and his word that when I gave my life to Christ, I was reading like one to two books a week. And I had never read books before ever in my life, really like, you know, right. one to two when I was in school, but I was so hungry. I think I read like 35 books the first wow. month after I gave my life to Christ. And just I, I think if you surround yourself with people that need to be where you want to be, get involved in, in the church or event or whatever that you want to be, and then really submerge yourself in books that can help you in that area as well. And that's what really helped me. So you got into MMA. We talked a little bit before we got on about yeah. we, we grew up as, as wrestling fans, um, but MMA is really serious. <laughs> Uh, it's like wrestling on steroids, I guess. Right. Say. Yeah. So how'd you get into MMA and, and tell us about your podcast about that? You know, I was always a fan of combat sports. I grew up watching, you know, when my parents were together, my dad would get pay-per-views of Mike Tyson and he would always take me to wrestling matches that were local. And then he would take me to WWF events. I probably saw five or six WWF events as a kid. So get to see Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and Ravishing Rick Rude and Jake the Snake, all those guys live. You know, right. I've always been this fan. I think I was a ninja for Halloween for like 15 years straight. You know, like I always just wanted to be uh, in that, right? But I'm not physically fit or have never stepped in the, tr- the ring or, you know, trained in that. But I was a huge You've fan. You've never been in the octagon? Uh, only for photos, but never oh. personally <laughs> for a fight, right? So, <laughs> so um, but, you know, like always this fan. So in 2012, I have this grand idea that I want to start this company called Top Rated MMA. Or actually, I didn't come up with the name. My wife came up with the name. And I wanted to start this apparel company that was involved with MMA. This is big during tap out. And so my wife says, Hey, you should come up with the name top, top rated MMA. Cause people are going to be looking for top rated MMA shirts and top rated MMA gloves and all this stuff. So SEO purposes, it made sense, but also it's kind of a cool name. And so we launched as an apparel company in 2012. I immediately reached out to an organization called hire heroes USA, which I'm a big believer in entrepreneurship and employment and giving back. And so Brian Stan was a fighter in the UFC at the time. He had started Hire Heroes USA. And so I reached out and I said, hey, I'd love to be able to give back to you guys. Can we donate to you guys from our company? And so we actually donate 25% of all the profits that are made through my affiliate links of our website to these guys every single month. Still do to this day. So nine years we've been going. But that's how it started. Top Ready May started as a apparel company. 2015, I actually put it up for sale on Craigslist because I wasn't making any money. I was bored. And this guy calls me up and offers me like three grand for the company and the name and all this. And in that call, I said, nope, I'm going to rebrand. I'm going to redo this. I'm not quitting. And so in 2017, I relaunched brand new website, new logo, the Top Ready May podcast. Had no idea what I was doing. Almost 100 episodes in a walk-in closet, bad lighting, bad microphone, bad camera, right? <laughs> you know, I just, all I knew is I wanted to ask fighters, like, why do you want to get in a cage and get punched in the face? That doesn't make sense, right? And so I've heard all the stories. It was just intriguing to hear, like, some guys grew up wrestling and they converted to MMA. Some guys did karate and they did the same. Some guys, they have a felony. They can't get a real job, but they can get paid to go punch someone in the face. So they're going to go do that to put food on the table. So it's right. cool to hear those stories. And so here we are, uh, 2021. I just released episode 218 of that show. I release them every wow. Saturday. And we're, we're humbly considered the number one MMA podcast out here in the Northwest. That's phenomenal. Um, that's, that's really interesting. I love how I love MMA. I, I've watched a little bit of it. Um, 
but it's it's great to kind of know that you did that and God used you to in turn. So tell us more about, you know, Heroes, that the whole ministry with the veterans. Tell us a little bit about that. I love, love being able to give back. I got one call from a recruiter when I was 18 and I was not saved and I did not say very nice things to that guy. And I never got a call back from a recruiter again. And I can say that I kick myself, man, every day for not joining that brotherhood of being able to fight for our country. And so it was after I got married that I really started to realize that these guys are literally putting their life on the line for my freedom. And I want to give back as much as I can. And so Hire Heroes, what they do is they offer free training to veterans and their families and job placement for their families. And it can be anywhere in the U.S. They're based out of North Carolina, but they will do virtual events or anything like that uh, to help you. And it's free for veterans. And I, I love the fact that they're one giving back to the veteran community and, and offering it for free, but I'm also big on like employment and, and resumes and, and being a hard worker and veterans obviously are hard workers, but they help them get that job placement and stuff like that. So it's something I believe in. And so to give back to those guys, it's, it's really an honor. And every year, you know, they write a handwritten card. Thank you to me. And I think it's just so cool that they do that. And so that's why I picked those guys and Brian Stan's not even with them anymore, but I love the fact that they're still changing lives in the veteran community. And I want to be able to give back and, you know, me and my family, we're both, we're all very, very just honored, you know, are, are like, we have so much respect for soldiers and to the point where my kids, if we're out in town and we see someone in a uniform, my kids are like, I want to go say thank you to that guy. And they'll go up and they'll say, Hey, thank you for your service. Or yeah. if we see a police officer or an EMT or firefighter, I want to go say thank you to that guy. And my kids and my family, we've just kind of said, look, man, these guys are literally putting their lives on the line. We need to be so thankful for these guys. Yeah, the, the cool thing about that is I was with my son somewhere, and he's in the Army. And he said the greatest thing that he's gotten is people walking up to him. He has no idea who they are. And they'll say, thank you for your service. And it, it, and it touches him because uh, he has this real great servant heart. And so um, it's, it's just it, it does me a lot. Just so from a, from a father of a soldier— <laughs> Yeah. Who got, gets that. Thank you. I'll let you know that that does mean a lot to the soldiers. So that's awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. So anything I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? You know, I would say just the, the other podcast that I run is called the Eric Allen Show. And it's where I talk with entrepreneurs, world changers, and success-minded people. And and it, there's so many amazing stories that come on there to impact people. So if people are looking to hear of the comeback stories or world changers that are making an impact in the world, I would say definitely go check that out. Uh, I In 2018, I came across a guy named Ed Milet, and I won the Max Out Challenge that he offered in 2018. And to my knowledge, there's he's never offered that challenge again. And so winning that kind of helped me propel some of the guys that have been on my show, like Eric Legrand and Tim Story and Brad Lee and Bedros Koulian and Jim the Rookie Morris and all these guys have such amazing stories. And I'm so blessed to be able to have them on my show, to be able to share that with the world. You know, and I started a podcast because selfishly, I wanted to just have conversations with guys, right? right. And then I was like, I can't be that selfish. I got to release this information. So that's when I turned it around. I started the Eric Allen Show in 2019. It used to be called The Bearded Biz. Obviously, because the beard That's started right. out as a joke, it was kind of like, hey, if I have a podcast named Bearded Biz, I never have to shave my beard. That's and true. So, um, <laughs> but then uh, my wife, being the smart one in the family, said, you're probably niching down too much. So let's open that up a little bit. And so just in the last couple of months, we started it. We changed the name. And you know, that's, I would say, if, if anyone's looking for inspiring or motivational stories, definitely go check that out. So how can my listeners find you on social media and where can they find your podcast? 
ericallenmedia.com is the best place to kind of see my story uh, follow us on social media check out the podcast things like that um, also i'm big on instagram so if you shoot me a message on instagram or comment on anything i always will comment or respond to dms or anything like that and just love connecting with new people on that so that's probably my my favorite social media site is instagram that's where i'm connected with most but ericallenmedia.com is the website that you can find me on well, Eric, thank you. This has been great. I had loved the conversation. Brought me back to my wrestling days. And yeah. don't tell my wife that my nine-year-old son's watching wrestling because she'll come. <laughs> <laughs> no Luckily, problem at all. He doesn't listen no to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's our secret. My lips are sealed. That's right. There we go. <laughs> well, in honor of our time and thinking of our heroes, I'm going to take us out with some good hero music for our troops. This is for all those men and women who serve our country who give their lives and dedicate themselves for our freedom. Um, it's been great talking to Eric today and check out his podcast. It's great. Um, help support heroes um, as well because his veterans really do uh, play a huge role in our lives. And I just thank him for this great time of growth and, and may God continue to use you in powerful ways. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Truly an honor, Keith. And thank you to your son and your family uh, for all that you do. I appreciate it. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for joining us this week on From Mess to Miracle. Make sure you visit our website at HHTPS from mess to miracle.buzzsprout.com. You can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I would appreciate a rating on iTunes. If you simply like to tell a friend about the show, you will help us get the message out to bless more people. If you like this show, you might want similar content. You can follow my blog at www.alightbreakthrough.org. Be sure to tune in two weeks from now for our next episode. Just remember, out of our messiness, God makes miracles. <laughs>